32-year-old Tom works as a sound and lighting technician for a local theatre. But after a long day at the office, this is where he likes to sleep. I can actually fit in quite successfully. And to be honest with you, from there on in, uncomfortable. It doesn't look very comfortable. It's bizarre, it doesn't look comfortable. Um, but then, I mean, you can then shuffle, you can shuffle around, you can make yourself a different shape and curl up differently, swap the corners, go to the opposite side. It looks bijou, but actually there's a lot more space in here than you really think. For the past 10 years, Tom has spent every spare moment becoming a dog. If I'm in here for a long, long, long time, um, if facilities needed, puppy training pads. What's a puppy training pad? Puppy training pads, um, they're there for small puppy spills normally, um, but they're quite absorbent. And it, it just means that if I do get sort of suddenly caught out, I've got the chance to relieve and relax. Tom spent more than £4,000 on specially made gear to transform into his alter ego, Spot. This looks challenging. It is very challenging to get on. Because it's custom made, custom sized, it's that much more awkward to get into. Uh, need a fair bit of talc. Most rubber pups in the sort of community do actually need a hand to get in, they can't do it on their own. Tom keeps his puppy gear at his friend Rachel's house. Right, I'll turn around and do it. Um, Whichever's up to you. I am, um, I'll go that way. There. I think it's time you do a new one. I know. <laughs> it's also a pair of tights. Jesus. Happy? Yep. Right, time for the hood. Got nose tubes. Means I can breathe like a puppy. They got my nostrils. And they then come round to the actual puppy's hood's nostrils. Now they're in there. You breathe through your nose of a puppy, which is nice. Right. Front paws. I'm a Dalmatian. They want to be on the go all the time. They're an active animal. Do theatre work, so I sort of hide in the dark, um, do the sound and the lights and that kind of thing. I don't want to be seen at work. Um, I don't want to be seen in the public eye, but as my pup life, I want to be the centre of attention. To me. Puppy training papers. I'm like, what? That is so. I like to like pee in my cage. Okay. Who does that? Those are my puppy training papers. 
Oh my goodness, in case I ever get into a bit of a spot. <laughs> it's like, really? Wowzers. Well, <laughs> well, hello, hello, hello. Ladies. I mean, that's a lot of latex. Like, what happens if he has to pee when he has that thing on? Yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, I was wondering about a few things that involved orifices with that. <laughs> Does it have a trap door, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, to be to be to be perfectly frank with you, uh, Mr. Java, <laughs> when we're talking about that, you heard what he said. You heard what he said. He's all most most young pups. They they need help to get to get into their costumes. Well, that's a subculture that I'm familiar with, not because I've ever participated in anything <laughs> like that, but because there is a strong subculture of people who are like that in the gay community. <laughs> yeah, so I was. Have become dogs. They they like the doggy lifestyle, you know. No pun intended. Doggy style. <laughs> that's that's their style, dude. Though. No. Gerbils. Mean, I mean, gerbils. Are, are there any latex gerbil people? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Like, well, I have a video coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guy. Let me do a proper introduction here, okay? <laughs> My puppy papers. Welcome to another edition of Puppy Papers at Mr. C in the Dark, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Mr. C, and I'm hanging out here with Java. <laughs> your friendly neighborhood, Java. We're here to tear it up again, trans style tonight. <laughs> We're well, continuing our discussion about um, identity versus reality mm -hmm. and this assault on reason and logic and reality by flipping things upside down and coddling people's identities and it's all with specific goals in mind and what a way to put it <laughs> java laid it down just the way it is ladies and gentlemen and yeah there's a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of i would say uh an agenda it seems like aside from uh, aside from a whole bunch of puppy pads there's like a whole agenda that it seems like there's going behind this because you know i mean it used to be i'm sure when you were you were a young a young wee little java there like you know we could i would go be a mighty morphin power ranger you know i would go be a ninja turtle and like you know that was one thing but uh we we grew out of that but now we well, got like adult puppies named spot <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that um as a kid as a child when we pretended and did stuff we knew for a fact that it was make-believe mm -hmm. that we were using our imagination we called it you know mm -hmm. and that's completely different than living in a subjective identity mm -hmm. like and now they're trying to get kids to identify and as random things like cats and mm -hmm. horses or whatever and uh, <laughs> I say nay, nay. Um, <laughs> but you know and and the, they're expecting adults to support that and coddle that and 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 reinforce those mm -hmm. and that uh, it kind of like ruins what a child has barriers of separation between um, make-believe and what's real. And adults are supposed to put the barriers about reality down. So mm -hmm. a kid has a solid foundation upon which to build. And when you're supporting them being a cat, 
or this like <laughs> his dear friend like his that's his friend over there apparently and like, I, I, think, not, I think for the video they just said it was friend, said I, think friend it's, but, I think it's like it's ex's ex-wife actually or something like that. i mean she does not look happy <laughs> to be involved with this he's like i'm gonna be on the spot monthly or what like uh he's like i'm gonna be on the, the front cover purina chow or something like <laughs> i want purina to be my sponsor uh-huh. and she's like oh my too. god what am i doing she i i know she's probably in therapy for this she looks like she should be <laughs> she's oh, like, my mom better not see this is what she's okay. thinking right there she's gonna be like isn't that steve <laughs> <laughs> tell by his no, i had him over for tea <laughs> once <laughs> you know i mean so what you're saying though about this um the coddling and, and it kind of is ruining what uh children have in like imagination and creativity uh is making me think about things we're gonna have to play that we're gonna have to play that one the carlton video because like, <laughs> i'm already going to the deep like um uh, what if that what if, okay because you know like when we're talking about the people who kind of have this agenda the ones who are like into the trans species transgender transhumanism and we're gonna get into that a little bit later um their whole agenda is like turning things upside down because from what I understand about people like this is that they cannot create. So what if by forcing the world of creativity and imagination into the real world and making the objective subjective and just smashing that like uh, paradigm, like they're destroying the imagination, you know what I mean? And so right. that realm no longer exists. That's kind of, we need imagination and creativity in the mind, you know, to keep on going. Like, well, they're intentionally trying to blur the lines between fantasy and reality mm-hmm. because that's how they're able to push through a lot of these very radical agendas because you could only, like, if you're living in, in logic and stuff, they couldn't get away with a lot of the stuff they're trying to push through. People would be like, uh, no, mm-hmm. no, that's not happening. Right. But and see, so, when you blur the lines and you accept shit like this is like completely acceptable or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with, dare I say, pronouns and everything else. Like when you accept things that are not real as real and blur the lines, mm-hmm. it enables them to get through a lot more than they otherwise would. Mm-hmm. And it, and it gets people to accept things that they normally would not accept because mm-hmm. of social pressure. They, they, they make it like well, through the media, they make it uh, to where you're, you know, have a stigma on you if you don't yeah, yeah. agree or accept this type of behavior and this type of thing. Like if you don't accept mm-hmm. non-reality, then their version you, of reality. you get can't. Yeah, exactly. Then you get canceled. And stuff like they're trying to force people to accept i think i think that's i think that's easily summed up in one word wokeism right mm-hmm. wokeism mm-hmm. would be a really good way to put that because i know uh the idea of wokeism can span a whole bunch of topics but basically it's like weaponizing one's own subjectivity against someone else's regardless of it's whether about pronouns gender race identity uh anything like that it's all wokeism 
you know, it's uh, and right, right, exactly. I was actually going to share. I wanted to share this uh, video not tonight, but probably like on a watch party. It's like an hour long, like interview from the Epoch Times where they're talking about some of the origins of wokeism. So it's very interesting mm. that uh, it, this all falls falls neatly into that box, right? And so it starts with uh, it starts with pushing, uh, you know, like a normalcy and like what is uh, what is logical and reasonable. And, and then it attacks those who don't accept it or go along with it. And then it just totally takes over and transforms, no pun intended, everything into something that is not. Oh, how weird. <laughs> right. They, it transforms things into what it's not. And then, and this, and when you dis, when you like do this to the mind, like I, I really think that the, on some level, the subconscious knows what's going on. Like people really know that they're buying into non-reality and it causes a uh, cognitive dissonance mm -hmm. on a deep level when this happens. And that's done on purpose because when you do that to a large portion of society, then it enables them to implant ideologies that otherwise, like, especially like in the West, like mm -hmm. this enables things like, communism and socialism and stuff to be able to slide in because if no one's dealing with actual reality then and just living in the subjective then the reality could be taken over and no one would notice mm -hmm. and like for example that uh one part of it is just an example is that pokemon go that came out a few years ago <laughs> where they got people to just like walk around lost in their phone mm -hmm. chasing after imaginary beings or whatever mm -hmm. and like people got actually hurt <laughs> while yeah. doing that you know i thought it, it was helping people lose weight no just kidding i thought it was helping go over <laughs> geomath everything on the planet <laughs> i mean there's that too but like yeah. people are getting hit by cars oh, and, like, you know all kinds of stuff. that's like kind of an example it's kind of like uh an example of people like kind of like stepping into that matrix or something like that, like mm -hmm. into that reality. And, and that's, it's becoming part of them. Isn't it weird how they use all of these methods to integrate that type of idea into each other? I mean, that's just, uh, you know, cause like I said, I mean, I know, I know that statement I made about, you know, knowing about this puppy culture could be kind of shocking to some people, but like that was <laughs> literally, that was literally a subculture within that subculture and th there weren't very there are more of them now than there used to be a whole lot more of them now than there used to be but that never used to be the case and then now you have i mean like you noticed with that video that we played at the head of the show the nice cutesy little music that they had playing behind it like oh it's just a man that wants to be a dog da, 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 da. like it's like right. and the music that sets this whole tone that's acceptable and that's the way it is and that we should you know we should be inclusive of him i mean and i'm not saying that we shouldn't be inclusive of him but we need to recognize you know and just because i don't want to sound like a jerk or an asshole but we need to recognize that that's dangerous in its own way i mean it's another part of normalization yeah because before you know it just like we had reports of kitty litter boxes in the midwest and on the west coast for kids that you know uh who identify as a cat we're going to have a bunch of our kids running around in these, uh, let's say what it is. It's a sadomasochist pseudosexual bodysuit that is usually used for sexual activities. 
And this guy is running around like he's a Dalmatian in his home. And he wants to be mm -hmm. pet and loved like a dog. But that is a gimp outfit, okay? <laughs> That's what he's wearing. Like, he's straight up wearing a gimp outfit with a Dalmatian pattern on it. Like, that, I, I would mean, be like to the, see that in my room in the Does he make park. people take him out to the dog park and run around or... <laughs> I don't know. And what does he do when he meets other dogs? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't want to know. know, Java. I don't want to know. I do not want to see that video. I am not. I can find it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm so not interested. But yeah, that's um, that yeah, that's just something else. Like the whole other thing there too is um, the 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 normalization of all of these um things that we wouldn't normally normal 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 like things that we wouldn't normally we wouldn't find congruent with our logic and our understanding mm -hmm. of the way life has been uh do, like it does something to the mind and the psyche like you were saying uh and that's why things like critical race theory and and stuff like that can seek and in, seep into you know our uh our everyday society um it does do something, you know, like if we if we were going to talk about something a little bit more esoteric and going into like like because like, you know, last week we really focused on trans species and transgender type of issues. And we talked about that a lot. Um, there, There's there like on an esoteric level, they say, like when we're talking about uh, like a transgender issue, for example. Um, you have a creation of a human psyche that typically does not exist. And that's like, I guess, the marriage of the feminine and the masculine. But in the body of someone who's going through this, like they've actually, they actually change their body into this other thing. Or I say thing, right? Like, you know, they would probably think I'm a hater. Uh, but I've had transgendered friends, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, they didn't bother me. I've saved a lot of uh, guys from going in that route. But like, I've had friends like that who, who live that, that life, you know, and um there's a certain energy that they that that creates when you do that to your body and like that but that's again that's on a whole other like spiritual esoteric kind of metaphysical type of realm but um but that in itself though like to me is it, it's uh it, it like looking at that dog really it's terrifying to me like that it terrifies me <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and i just i can't even imagine like what that is like uh on on that whole other level you know like what it breeds and what it attracts you know um mm -hmm. well and you see like it uh kind of fractures someone's uh mentality in a way mm -hmm. you know like if you're constantly accepting non-reality as reality then it kind of like Makes someone slightly less stable, I would say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That dissonance. Yeah, it makes them more susceptible and it opens them up. So I don't know. Like, yeah. And it's the constant fear of non approval, mm -hmm. also, is part of the forced acceptance of it. They make it to where we feel like we have to have the approval of the, the group. And they make it seem like the group consensus is to accept. <clears throat> this type of thing mm -hmm. and it, it isn't really like the majority is not on that train and yeah but they make it seem like everybody's aboard supporting this mm -hmm. i mean that's the narrative that they're trying to push 
yeah, it's what they amplify through their media and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, and and also the it's also a culture of not accepting oneself as one is, mm -hmm. which is a very fundamental thing to accept uh, ourself, how we were born, what we look like, what we are naturally in ourself like mm -hmm. there's that's a, a really innate important um aspect to um a, someone's real sense of self mm -hmm. and then by not being the self like by being these other things that we are not and people encouraging us to be that <clears throat> they're calling that oh go ahead be you but that's not yeah. being you. That's being something else that's not you. That's and being an idea, an identity yeah. that's not the self. And there's the big distinction between that. Like the self is what we are, like what we what we were born as. And that's and whatever that is, that's different than trying to become something different than what we are by changing ourselves physically, by you know, buying into these different ideologies that aren't necessarily coherent with what we really resonate as, you know, it's, it's, and it, they're doing this on um, many different levels. Mm -hmm, definitely. And it's so, I, it, uh, in my experience, it's so hard for people just to even relate to and or identify the concept of the self. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's gotten worse. I think, I mean, I mean, it's easy for, for, for us to say it's gotten worse as the ages go. I'm sure that people older than us say it's gotten worse. I mean, it's always gotten worse, right? But like, think about like, it starts with kids now on their phones with apps and their little filters and all that other garbage. And then they're berated on the television, you know, and then, and then when they're teenagers, it's all about the sex and it's all about the appearance and it's all about the, uh, the facade of like, uh, uh, fashion and stuff like that and and then it's the mm -hmm. it, then it's the uh it's the um uh, the, the the rhinoplasty and and all that stuff like it's it's all of that you know and and that and you know and it's glorified so hard you know it's hard for it's hard for kids it's, hard. Days. it's like so, you could change your you could literally change your image as in like what <laughs> what you actually look like mm -hmm. and i mean it's a tough thing because of a lot of social pressures of like certain boxes that they're expecting uh, people to fit into. Now they're expanding those boxes, but <clears throat> like I remember growing up and I had some relatives that uh, themselves, they got like that uh, <clears throat> stomach stapling surgery. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And like they yeah. lost like a bajillion, they lost like a shitload of weight in like a week. The body's not meant to, to do that. But it's the whole pressure of society of you have to look this way or be this way. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's a culture shaping that's the same force that's causing these types of changes that we're experiencing now. Because it's gone way past that. It's gone way past, oh, you got to be this certain weight or this certain characteristics or wear this kind of makeup or whatever. It's gone way beyond that now. Now mm -hmm. it's like. Oh, you want to make believe like you're a female? Well, let's give you hormone blockers and turn you into an actual female. Yeah. You know, sure. it's, you know, it's, you know, what's scary about that to me is that it's gotten to the point that when we're talking about like the transgender, 
it's it's not just about oh you have to accept us it's like oh you have to screw us you know <laughs> you have to go on a date with us like it's like wait what like aren't you happy that i'm just accepting you as who you are now i'm gonna be like some kind of nazi hater misogynistic chauvinist male because i don't want to like do that with you i mean like first of all if i wanted a woman i would not be gay you know <laughs> like second didn't you get that message <laughs> anyways okay hold on let's do let's do a real quick palette cleanse because uh, i have to show this to you java um it's 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 right in the line of the uh, trans uh species but it also brings up a familiar name, okay? And uh, uh, it's it's a two minute video. It's like it's just like some kind of like um, like parody trailer for a movie, okay? Is it Rosie O'Donnell? Ah, no, it's not Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> that's not transhuman. That's I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's related to Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> No, but this is uh, the name of this uh, parody trailer is called Gremlins 3. Do you guys remember Gremlins? Y'all remember Gremlins? Okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this? It's called The Dawn of Desmond. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I'm going to play it. Okay. <laughs> so hold on. It's, it'll, it'll palette cleanse and it'll just, it, it'll segue. Okay. So let's do this real quick. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, I had to pause it because apparently it's muted. Hold on. I thought I got... Oh, you know what I did? I forgot. Okay. I ruined it, y'all, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Let's watch it again. Come on, turn up the volume this time. I'll, I'll do that this time. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I forgot. I changed the sound. Okay. All right. Here we All go. Right. Have you guys been following this, uh, this little chaos in Gremlin Nation? It's like, things are getting a little bleak. This, this Gizmo's been gremlin for like 30 years, but he still runs things like he's a soft little mogwai. <laughs> Am I totally just failing here? Was there sound that time? Yeah, there was sound. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, <laughs> hold on here. Jennifer Aniston's got to get the hell out of there before things get real. 
It's Gizmo. He's gone. What? They got him. Gizmo is my hero. I want you to have this. Breaking news, Gremlin Nation is under siege and Jennifer Aniston is being held captive. It is suspected that the first ever Gremlin terrorist hybrid is behind these acts. I didn't kill Gizmo because I wanted to. I killed him because it was easy. Now, I'm coming for the whole world! Once time. There would be seven Gremlin films by now if Hollywood had honored the six year precedent set by Gremlins 1 and 2. I had to do it. <laughs> Because I had my technical difficulties, all right? Now you guys got a taste of microwave large, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Sprayed himself with a water hose. It's gremlin time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. I was just, um, I was searching up, you know, that, that little drag queen child, Desmond, and that popped up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the point of that. Um Okay, so I mean, there really was no point. <laughs> it was like I mean, it's another one of those trans species things. Uh, he went in gremlin. It was so. a trans species. Yeah, that's exactly what. Uh, that's exactly the vein that uh, I was thinking. <laughs> that was a lot more comical than that. Uh, that alien dude that we saw last week. That dude was freaky. Man, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I why thought, are you trying to get rid of it? Your belly button. I mean, come on. A belly button is non. Non-gender specific. Everybody has a belly button. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. I don't even know if that was, uh, you know, okay. So I saw, I, I went and looked for some videos about, and then like, I saw, I found a video that was like the top five trans species people. And I was like, maybe we can play this as a recap. You know, it had the, it had the dragon lady in it. It had the puppy, right? It had, it had that alien and another alien in it too. And I was like, and it had a cat woman, but it wasn't as fun as the cat woman that we saw, you know? So I was like, <laughs> but anyhow, um, well, moving right along, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was some other things though. Um, okay. So I guess getting into some of the, cause I kind of wanted to touch on the whole transgender thing too, with the kids again, like just, just to kind of put a ring on it, so to speak, <laughs> but not really. Um, uh, that was, uh, that thing with like, 
the Desmond thing, I guess, probably would have been the best connection there. But anyways, like um, that's another thing about the uh, the nor normalizing of that type of culture. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like um, I don't know. I don't know if this was really brought up last week or not because it's been like a week and it's been real busy and I can't really remember what we talked about, but like, <laughs> you know, so many things happen in the week. Right. And like, mm -hmm. um, but like, um, it's like the, uh, how, how, uh, parents today are taking their kids to like gay clubs or, or they're taking them to gay pride or they're having them participate in drag queen like story hour and stuff like that. Like that to me is a bizarre normalization of the culture and like coming from, you know, the gay culture also, like I think it is a hundred percent, a thousand percent not acceptable at all. Mm -mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the intent is that if you can uh, get a, something acceptable for that group then it can be accepted across the rest of society is possibly the intent there but it's pretty ab abhorrent like why are parents actually going along with this is what i want to know you know it's it is it, i mean because there's like if that's multi-layered about getting them to accept it across society yeah. so like it there, because there's to me there's an agenda that says if we can get parents to teach their kids that we can get parents to accept their kids being subjected to this type of uh, culture or way of thinking mm -hmm. or existing, you know, then we can get that kids, kids, you know, uh, even further to where like they're comfortable sitting on the lap of a pedophile during drag queen story hour. Oh wait, we're already there. Okay. So, you know, and then how much for, but what is that? There's, that's one agenda, but they package it nice and pretty as if to say, oh, well, it's about teaching your child about uh, acceptance and it's about teaching your child diversity, right? The, that's like diversity was the way that they opened that doorway, mm -hmm. you know, um, into that. Right. Even though like most kids are pretty accepting when as far as it comes to like other kids and whatnot, like then they'll, I don't know, climb the jungle gym with pretty much darn near any other kid it doesn't really you know what i mean like mm -hmm. yeah, school, yeah if the school itself was diverse then that diversity would already automatically happen just because of kids are if they're unprogrammed or whatever it's still like naturally well, kids open are, to like kids other born, kids or whatever kids born with biases or racism mm -hmm. they're taught them you know and so you what you're saying is true java like if you know a school was already inclusive and diverse then that's going to that's going to mold the child into who they're going to become, you know, and then it's all about teaching them not well, you know, having having a moral code, you know, uh, having a sense of uh, right and wrong, etc. Having a, a compass, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. a moral compass like that's what that is all about in the end, you know, and I would think that even though kids, in my opinion, are innocent and pure, um, they still need those like uh, like meters to go by because otherwise, you know, they're going to think it's okay to uh, say bad words if they hear someone saying bad words, you know, and they don't know that that's like, that can be socially, well, I mean, I mean it, it just depends, I guess, but, you know, because you get to a certain age and you're like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck this, fuck that, you know, but like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, as children though, you know, 
growing up, um, I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Well, like one would hope that it'd be the parents position to delineate where those barriers are and not the school's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the blur that's been happening. Mm -hmm. Like it, it makes me wonder, you know, if the whole thing was intentional about getting, uh, like making it to where both parents had to work all the time just to make ends meet to where the kids are spending more time in the school or in the hands of others in order for this type of thing to come about, you know, I honestly, I think, I honestly think that it, it was true. I think that is true. I think that is the reason I think society was created to destroy the family you know, and there are a lot of things that go into that, in my opinion, because I've had this discussion several times with people close to me who just can't seem to accept the fact that things were not as uh, peachy and as, uh, I don't know, be leave it to beaver type of, you know, whatever, you know, they're like, oh, family wasn't like this family. I'm like, you know what? Like uh, some people... It, came from a generation where it was already hard for them but then like oh well we have to go ahead and have inflation so guess what that means because we have this banking system that destroys the value of our currency well that means that you know mama's gonna have to go to work too and you know it's not going to be able to just be two and then guess what not uh, not only that but you're not going to get healthy food anymore and in fact we're mm -hmm. going to start microwave food and cheetos and kool-aid so then you're gonna get fat and sick you know so all of that you know it's in my opinion was by is by design like i really do believe and the destruction of the family unit goes along with that in hand in hand even mm -hmm. though it might have hit certain neighborhoods before others i think that has always been the process and just imagine that too java you know like what if we're talking about minority communities or like black communities and how that was destroyed you know by uh anything from culture to drugs to you know uh get injecting them with these uh you know uh with syphilis or something like that, you know, like, but, but then in order to destroy the affluent communities, they had to introduce this diversity inclusive crap. Isn't that crazy? Like, what if that was like the level that they had to go to? Right. And at one stage, one stage in this was, uh, having certain, they call it programs for a reason, but on a television where that the kids are watching when the parents are, not there when they get home from school or this or that, you know, it starts with certain programmings that kind of place in different ideas of what the family is um, in the kid's head. Like they have all kinds of versions of what a family is on uh, television. And now they took it to the whole next level with uh, the internet and everything. And kids having such easy access to anything on there really. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, yeah. it, it totally makes it way, way more open for, uh, you know, this type of programming of, uh, mm -hmm. of kids to happen. Like I've noticed a huge surge of, uh, people in their early twenties that are all pro Marxism without really understanding what it is fully. Mm -hmm. And they're told to be pro like destruction of capitalism they're without so really understanding what that means. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I always say that, like, I have, to, I've talked to a bunch of the people um, that are like 22, 24, something like that. And I'm like, uh, do you really know what that means? Like, 
Mm-hmm. If you're against capitalism, I'm, I was like, you've got to give up your credit card, give up your car, give up your phone, give up your shoes, all that stuff. Shoes, give up the internet, give up the job you have because that's capitalist. Yep. Give all your possessions to the government and let them sort it out and redistribute. Probably Do you want that, and they're like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I've run into a few of those. Uh, but I would, I would really blame um, my generation. Uh, and and as I as I exposed to the world last week, you know, I am I am millennials at the, at the top of the millennial chain, unfortunately. But I would I would blame my generation on that because they are the ones who have the, they are the parents now. Who are doing this crap to their kids they are the ones in the schools who are teaching this crap to their kids they're the ones with the masks on they're the ones java when i was in high school i was i was an erudite rebellion rebellious person like i was i always always in class you know i was on my best behavior i was very respectful but i was very rebellious okay because i was a goth outsider you know people didn't mess with me etc whatever okay uh but they couldn't understand the, my, my peers couldn't understand me. They were like, like, why are you so different? You know, that's the kind of rebel. I was just like totally against the norms, like anything norm. Mm. No top twenties, top forties. Don't talk to me about it. I would just bash all of these musics and bands and movies and everything left and right. I wanted nothing to do with that. I was one of those cynical gothic, not an emo. <laughs> well, that's probably pre emo, right? It well, yes, it was, sir. Uh, have you ever seen the South Park with the, Goth of the Evos, that okay, <laughs> and so like I was, I was like totally, but but now, but th- and those were the ones that were all by the book, and they were like, yes sir, yes ma'am, and top twenty this and top ten that, and everything, just totally what we did not associate with. Like I had, I had my own group of friends. We sat in the corner of the cafeteria in the stairwell, and no one bothered us. Okay. <laughs> But they're the ones who are like, oh, we're going to be rebellious now. We're going to go against the government. You know, we're going to wear our pink hats and we're going to teach our kids about, you know, like uh, uh, racism and Marxism and 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 uh, uh, pussy hats and all this other stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> where were you when I was in high school? Like, why are you doing this now that you're an adult? And why are you doing this to your kids? You know, why are you teaching this crap? Why are you having your kids be the standout that you never could be, you never had the guts to be when you were growing up. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And the the thing that the things that bother me the most, though, have to do with the normalization of the sexu- sexualizing of the children. That mm-hmm. that bothers me a lot because uh, getting back into like the whole the homosexual gay community, whatever like it's not unknown that they were literally trying to normalize pedophilia to the point that they would incorporate pedophiles into the lgbt alphabet you know mm-hmm. and that's a big problem because like yeah it's like they're gonna paint anyone who has uh who who doesn't you know swing the header away as someone who's going to associate with a pedophile and that's just not the case period you know, that's the P at the end of LGBT. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Oh, period. <laughs> <laughs> Not pedophile, but that's what they want to do. You that's, know, that's what they crazy. want, and even major publications like uh, Washington Post, New York Times, mm-hmm. have written articles trying to normalize that. Yeah, yeah. There was one that had recently come out. I don't know. I don't remember who it was from, 
but again, they were talking about how, what is it that um, a pedophile should be seen as like uh, a mental disorder, not child abuse, right? Right. And so that, that this way, you know, it's like you have to you have to be sympathetic towards them and stuff like that because they just have a predisposition to be sexually attracted to children, and it's a mental thing. It's not, you know, well, uh, no, it's it's mm, a crime. It's a crime. Yeah, and there's a victim involved. It's definitely a crime. Yeah, because that child. It's like when I talk about this entire thing about child prostitution. Like, there is no such thing as child prostitution. Like you don't have it. Well, you don't have a child prostitute. Okay. You can't say the child prostitute because a child cannot be a prostitute. They don't have a sense or they have no say in this whole sexual thing. You know, it's not like a two-year-old says, you know, screw you, mom, I'm going to go work the corner. You know, like they don't know that. Like that's, that's totally taking advantage of someone who's not developed uh, in, in, in every sense of the word, you know? And so, um, I don't know. I, I just kind of think about it that way too. Cause like it's, it, it, they, the kids don't, it is a crime. They have no choice in the matter. You know, they're still innocent. They're being taken advantage of. They're being exploited. Mm -hmm. And it's no excuse that people try to use the excuse of, Oh, it's happened for hundreds of years or whatever. That's not a fucking excuse. Yeah. it's a good point. Yes. It has been happening for a while in different cultures, but that's not make it right or acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the only reason why it has continued is because people keep on doing that, and then mm -hmm. that's just like another one of those like a blanket kind of things where they're they're saying that as uh, to to make it okay, you know. It's an attempt at normalizing, and it's another part of this whole thing about uh, things that are subjective and not reality, and they're trying to normalize it and make it. And like it's a natural part of life and it's not mm -hmm. no it's not it's not and they need to stop taking their kids like if if they knew half the things about the gay culture you know <laughs> like uh if they knew half the things like i mean it's one thing for someone to be gay or have like a gay uncle whatever or you know and and in the family and that way but to it's all sexual. I mean, that's, that's like, I mean, and all that comes from like the sexual revolution, right. From the sixties and seventies as well and free love. And it was expressing mm -hmm. that sexuality and that's what made it uh, not iconic, but identifiable because, you know, you can't, I mean, yeah, I guess you could look like a flamer and a fop and go up and down the street like a drag queen and, Oh, you know, that's gay. But the whole thing behind it is what drives all of that is the sexuality you know, and in gay, in gay clubs, you know, and we're not even mm -hmm. talking on special nights of the week in gay clubs. There's a lot of that involved and there's a lot. And then it's also, it's also a party environment aside from just the sexuality. It's also, there's drinks, there's illicit drugs, you know, and stuff like that. And all of that is available at your local gay bar. <laughs> and and that, that one, that's just nothing that a uh, child should be anywhere near. They should not be near that. And you don't need to take them to a gay bar or to gay pride to teach them diversity. You don't. Like, what do you think is the psychology of uh, the parents uh, when they're making the decision to do that? I wish I was that way when I was a teenager. <laughs> I wish I had the guts to, to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, are they that afraid of being canceled, you know, or that afraid of... The public pressure of you're not a, you're not inclusive enough with your child or whatever. 
I mean, is it that? So, you know, they've been, they've been cowards their whole life because they couldn't stand mm -hmm. up and be different when they were in high school and they can't do it now to defend their children. Yeah. And then, you know, that also makes me kind of think like, well, should I not be so hard on them? Because this is all by design. I get like that sometimes. I'm like, you can't really lay into people because this is part of a design. But at some point. Oh, I'm laying into them when it involves kids. I mean, fuck yeah, that. That's true. Like, at some point, there's no excuse. Yeah. At some point they have to know. Okay. And also, you know? yeah, they like they, uh, like kids shouldn't. Kids shouldn't even be being taught about that type of diversity at a young age. I mean, no, no, it should not even come up. Like kids when they're in elementary school should be learning about yeah. math, mm -hmm. geography. Yeah, yep. They should not be learning any of that crap, you know. And that to me is a conversation that should not be had unless the child or the a teenager asks. Or unless they're of a certain age, or unless the mom, you know, catches them doing the dirty with their best friend, you know, like that's the only time we should have this conversation. So, okay, oh, go for it. Oh well, I was just gonna say that the thing is, is that um, it comes into a kid's awareness more readily now because of um, it's up in their face on television and on social media and stuff. So even if they weren't thinking about it it's like the idea of it's forced into their mind almost mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like it, it didn't you i never thought of any of that like same. i didn't even think about that in high school really you know same same i it was, was just okay. like i will say that you know but uh but that's oh i mean uh a really a really bad example not bad because it's bad but bad because of the situation uh it, that goes back to what kids are taught growing up like it's learned you know like i never thought about any of this stuff you know real bad like i was i guess i was so underexposed or sheltered or protected i don't know if you say that like you know in high school and even into college someone could be making a pass at me i mean i someone could be like flashing me in the face and i wouldn't get that they wanted me to engage them in sexual activity right. but but you know like there were there was one person in when I was in elementary and we as kids like they people recognize this one child for being kind of sexual and that says something I mean mm. she was abused she was abused you know and that's sad but again that goes back to the fact that we don't learn we don't we don't think about those things we're learned and we're taught them you know or or some some kind of experience has happened that makes that child engage or think about those things you know and that's i mean that's just it, ugh, that makes me feel ugly um well it's because like when you uh when a, a child has grown up with that unnatural line of thinking and it becomes ingrained they don't even realize probably later in life where it started and then it becomes when they become adults the line of things can more easily be pushed Mm -hmm. more easily accepted because there's already this foundation of uh stuff that they would normally wouldn't have come across you know what i mean like uh the foundation for it's set and then yeah. later in life you know they can introduce other things like even if you just look at like say for example uh in the 80s 
uh, on television, you would see things like the Cosby show. Well, I'm not talking about Bill, but I'm talking just like, you know, wholesome family type stuff. And then it was a little different married with children and stuff in the nineties. But then you could just see the evolution of all this, like, yeah, where it morphs and changes to where there's that show, what's it called a uh, modern family mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, well, that's just an example of how they slowly push the the, the oh, line. Oh, how about that? How about that one show, Shameless? Because <laughs> so, I was thinking, what if they had a show that was like um, the modern family meets like uh, married with children and like, you know, because you have your gay uncles and all that stuff in here. Shameless, man. Oh, my goodness. That is a pretty... <laughs> pretty uh you know it's a it's an eye-opening show but you know and you, and you know like kids are representation that often in mm-hmm. the media so. right i mean the kids have access to this type of thing mm-hmm. so i mean like the line of what when they're adults what they are what's being presented as acceptable mm-hmm. you know it's like how far is this gonna go that's just all part of the you know normalization is as a part of the agenda of uh, accomplishing these other things and blurring the lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get like this trans speciesism. Trans species. All, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to jump into um, deeper blurring of lines, right. In a minute, but I want to play another video. And this one is, it's, it's along the lines of um, <clears throat> teaching our children inappropriate things at an inappropriate age. So I will tell you, this might piss some of you guys off. Um, <clears throat> and something else that might boggle your mind is the video is actually created by a transgender patriot. Okay. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Blair White, but uh, this is one of her videos. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen, I, I don't know if anyone knows who this is or not, but uh, she actually is a patriot. She's like a Trump patriot. She's a MAGA patriot, <laughs> but she's transgender. Okay. So yeah, I know you, you should have seen, you should have seen her sitting next to Alex Jones. Boy, did he look happy. Right. <laughs> okay. I think I got the sound set up right. Let me, let me, t- let me do it one more time to make sure I got it set up. Right. This looks like Dr. Seuss almost. Oh my goodness, guys, like y'all are going to trip. Okay. So, <laughs> it, it'll be a fun trip. I'm sure. Okay. So, all right. Let's get this roll. <laughs> Let's get this rolling. Okay. So, I think I'll leave this on screen just for, you know, hoots and hollers. Okay. So. I use the pronouns she and her. And I'm queer identified. Everyone born with a vulva is a girl. True or false? Or identifies as a girl. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. I feel like I'm dressed for a wedding or something. Listen up, kids and parents. It's time to stop learning about your ABCs and your one, two, threes and get into learning about your LGBTs. Actually, hold on. It's the LGBTQQ2, yeah, the number, SA pluses. That. All right, guys. So today we are reacting, responding to this video that is just dreadful. And I don't think I've ever even used that adjective to describe anything, but I can't, that's what came out of my mouth. Sure, we may not even be able to agree on a 
fucking acronym, but we're definitely still going to teach your kids everything there is to know or everything we make up every other month. Okay. It's a video about LGBT and sex education for kids and girl or boy or whoever you are watching this. You'll see. It's awful. Because, of course, right now it's all the rage to teach kids as young as five everything there is to know about LGBT. It's interesting how all this new wave of teaching kids about being gay and trans and bi, etc. is actually doing the opposite of what it should be. Acceptance of LGBT people among the younger generation is actually going down for the first time in a very long time. So let's just get to reacting, shall we? You can get these stickers in my merch store, by the way. Hi, I'm uh, Facelift. I use the pronouns she and her, and I'm queer identified. Okay, so a little bit of tea for you guys. This drag queen in the orange hair actually was in a previous video of mine, and uh, they threatened to sue me for talking about them. So we'll see if they threatened to sue again, but try me, bitch. And I am Fluffy Souffle. I use they, them, because I'm a non-binary performer. Of course you are. What are some other sexuality terms that people identify as? Asexual. Asexual, yeah. And that means that it's somebody that might have romantic interests, but they don't have sex they generally any others gay gay totally mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. lesbian okay i had to pause it java real quick why the hell are these kids having this discussion why are they having this discussion <laughs> why wait did that one caller named fluffy souffle was that their name what the hell <laughs> what <laughs> what the hell that thing is but anyways i just i don't understand <laughs> let's go back let's go back <laughs> for sure <laughs> nobody's mentioned straight, straight. <laughs> nobody's mentioned straight <laughs> nobody's mentioned straight <laughs> straight people oh my god it's so 1990s Okay, I forgot to say in the video that it's so crazy how these kids are being taught about all this non-binary, you know, genderqueer, all this, but what they really need to be learning and be teaching in school is financial planning. I didn't use any of the advanced math theories they taught me in life, honey, as an adult. However, they had no problem sending me on my weary way into adulthood knowing nothing about taxes, investing, properties, mortgages, girl, teach me how to survive. Anyways, bye. Yeah. If you were a girl when uh, like you were little, how did you like change to become like a boy? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, but if a little kid asked me a question like that, I would respond pretty much exactly like this. You'll learn when you're older, little boy. Don't ask me questions like that. It doesn't concern you. Don't worry about it. Don't concern yourself with it. Go play hopscotch. Do whatever the hell y'all do. So, like, do you have male or female parts? Um, I'm sure a lot of people ask, or a lot of people are wondering that. Uh, for me personally, I have had top surgery, which means that uh, I had the technical term as a double mastectomy. So I did have my breasts removed. So I have scars here on my chest. And then I really only talk about kind of what's in my pants um, if people are getting in there. It's just so uncomfortable. Even in like the most progressive like sex ed class. I live in California, okay? And when I got sex ed as a kid, you know, I did go through that class. 
you don't ask the instructor about their genitals and like it's not even really the kid's fault it's the fact that this environment was placed there that makes that an acceptable question that they brought in some guy with pink hair who is probably not an expert in anything just as some some trans guy these body parts did not work for my body and everybody is going to find out who they are in different ways whether that's surgery whether that's hormones or whether it's nothing at all okay so first of all i have a bit of an issue with teaching kids who there is about a 99.999% chance that none of the kids in that room are trans, that like surgery and altering your body is the answer to bodily insecurities or being uncomfortable with certain body parts. Because I'm looking at these young girls in this class, and I know that young girls go through so much in terms of body image. And it seems like a very toxic message to be up there standing amongst these kids saying that we all have a different journey, whether it's altering our bodies through surgery or through hormones. These young girls probably think about surgeries to fix. Maybe they're insecure about their nose or their weight or whatever. It, a completely different message gets conveyed to them. Yes, a lot of trans people do get surgery for gender dysphoria, but of course he never mentioned gender dysphoria at all because they never like to admit that there is a medical condition that goes along with being trans ever. So when you don't make that distinction that's for a specific diagnosis that sometimes the treatment is surgery, you're then telling these young kids, if you're uncomfortable with your body, surgery is the answer. No. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nadine, a sex educator. And I'm Eva, a sex researcher. I use the pronouns she and her. Never would have guessed. Thanks for letting me know. Today we have our dolls, Ginger and Blue. They are gender flexible today, so you can use any pronoun you want for them. They're dolls, sweetie. True or false? There's no right or wrong age to fall in love. This is true. People fall in love at all different kinds of ages. Sorry, commercial. Hold on. Okay. Isn't that crazy? The hell is gender flexible? I've never even do a lot of yoga. I know. That's, a, that's some muscle I've never heard about before. Uh, clearly. Oh my goodness. That is so cringe. That one. That one. Oh, Lordy. Sorry, the commercial. Okay. Hold on. I mean, <laughs> obviously, like, at least that person was saying what we were talking about, how uh, none of this belongs in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, I this wouldn't have responded a... the way they would have, Java. I would have been like, <laughs> you need to ask your parents that. Uh, at the same time, though, parents of my generation and, yeah, like, there's no telling what they would have told their kids. They probably would have My parents would have flipped out at that <laughs> shit. My parents would have lost their shit on that. They would have gone scorched earth on the on the on the class that had happened when i was a kid yeah no seriously actually my parents too and they were non-confrontational <laughs> like oh were... yeah no but my, my my parents would have just lost their shit on those people mm -hmm. isn't this crazy guys like and that one that was talking about the, her their breasts being cut off i was like oh i bet like, you feel, you feel like a rock star now don't you like oh finally someone cares to i'm popular i got little kids asking me questions about what's in my pants like oh gross <laughs> gross oh man i mean those people sh i mean if they're gonna be like that about themselves it's probably not the best environment from the be they should not really be communicating this to children they sh should hang out with other people that have similar interests or something i don't know just not kids 
yeah that that they're so anyway i get what you're saying i guess it's like almost like a matter of insecurities almost like are you it's that complete insecurity they're so insecure that well this yeah. is what i've been we were talking we've been talking about this whole time is that this is a prime example of uh people not being comfortable with themselves mm-hmm. and so you know they they try to be what they're not in order to f- because it's socially it's, and it's happening more now because they're like oh maybe i'll be accepted now if yeah. i become this and what do you have because you-, you know i mean what's next like uh like all these identities are saying oh, i d- identify as like a stapler yeah you know <laughs> it's gonna be inanimate life. objects next i identify as a jello mold i want you to just call me jiggle jiggle a jiggler (laughs) sorry (laughs) i'm a stapler okay you have to just call me stapler (laughs) but that's that's my stapler Oh, wait, what did I say we were going to play when I need to get back on track? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, we'll save that for the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all going to dance the Carlton. Okay. Um, let's, okay, let's, let's finish with this video. It's almost over. <laughs> I know it's cringe. I know it's cringe, guys. Good Lord. So cringe. <laughs> Fall in love at all different kinds of ages. Okay, I'm not trying to attribute any sort of, like, you know, ill will on the part of the instructors here, but I would have liked maybe a clarification that I guess you can technically fall in love at any age, but there is a certain age window that is appropriate for them to fall in love with and for people to fall in love with them. I feel like telling kids just blanket, like you can fall in love at any age. Like to me, just as someone who is maybe more in tune with like predators than most people, because I tend to cover a lot on my channel, I would not tell a kid that personally. That just reeks of like, yes, an adult can fall in love with you. And maybe I'm looking too deep into that, but that was just my initial reaction to them saying that and them just moving past it. Okay. I had to pause it there real quick. I had to pause it there real quick because Snapchat actually tried to do this one time. Okay, Snapchat tried to do this. It was it was like a pride month or whatever season like a few years ago, right? Like and you know they had love love uh what is it? Love is love and and then they had filters and it was like love is um love has no race, love has no gender and they had one that said love has no age. And like they got they got a lot of backlash for that. Like a lot of backlash and I was like damn like they are literally doing this crap i cannot believe that it's just it boggles my mind java boggles my mind it's like that uh what's that group heart heart matters or something like that heart matters you're talking about (laughs) uh, explain (laughs) nambla is part of part of that group it's like a group and they're the ones that are trying to push that that um the P letter as part of they're the ones trying to jump in and be they're like the advocacy group for that. Interesting. It's heart something. And it even uses those symbols that we've learned from the um like oh, the man. FBI symbols, like the yeah. double, the heart within a heart and all that yeah. stuff. Like that it's a it's like a group, a publication type thing. And 
I'll yeah, they're, they're, they've been trying to act. They're the ones that are actively trying to push the uh, to add the P on the end of the that alphabet acronym thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have to dig into that one for mm-hmm. sure. Mm. Okay, let's get this over with. Uh, I don't know something about Blair White's commentary. I was just like the nails girl. I'm just kidding. I know <laughs> those nails are so distracting. I was like, stop it with the nails. Okay, anyways, all right, let's finish this up. <laughs> Can I go off now? Let's, okay, let's go off, let's go. Okay, so I do not think there's anything inherently wrong with, at a certain point, obviously, you know, if a kid asks a question, maybe they see two men holding hands in the grocery store aisle, maybe they see someone who looks like they may have been born a boy, but they're actually presenting as a girl, you know, kids spot that kind of stuff. Kids are not dumb. I'm not sitting here saying, we have to shield the kids from everything that is to do with LGBT. Absolutely not. But there's a certain way to go about it, in my opinion, that is appropriate. And that is, you know, when and if I have children in the future, when they start to ask questions about gay people or whatever, I will say, little Timmy, little Dorothy, that man is holding hands with that man because some men fall in love with other men and women with other women. And that's. I think we'll just stop there because like, I was like, you know, digging through the video and there's no more clips with the children. So <laughs> it's just going to be basically, uh, unless you want to see the rest of it, Java. <laughs> I mean, at least the, uh, <coughs> their commentary is, is, uh, yeah, you know, pretty like reasonable. Said, this, yeah. Like I said, this is actually a patriot. Like this is mm-hmm. a conservative transgender woman, uh, who's, uh, I'm like, it's it's not my story to tell. Uh, but I mean, I just, I don't know. I forgot about this person until I was like looking for videos and I was like, oh, okay. Well, we got we got a video here about uh, this. And then I realized it was Blair White, but no, she she goes on tour with like, you know, Diamond and Silk and Alex Jones mm. and oh, wow. Brandon Straka and all of those people. Um, so it's like, oh, she's, yeah. she's literally in the Patriot community. Like she's a Patriot. So. <laughs> So there's some rep- so there's some representation there as well, you know, just like you can have gay patriots, I guess you can also have trans patriots. There's even a drag queen patriot. I'm not pushing them, but uh, I think my brother told me about Blair White, but I never, I think she might be moving to Texas. I think she's moving to Austin, honestly. Uh, if she hasn't, um, figures. Yeah, if she hasn't already. But uh, anyway, so I just thought we'd share that with you guys to kind of like scare y'all a little bit more. <laughs> just <laughs> Well, it's this whole push to normalize normalize this stuff in the classroom, like I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. and it's to do it early so that it by the time that they're an adult, they've already accepted all this other stuff. Like, it makes it easier for them to accept robots or you know, it's grooming. Mm-hmm. It's exactly it's grooming, like 100. It's grooming. Um, and and they're doing it all the way into adulthood now, which is crazy, right? Like they're doing it all the way mm-hmm. into adulthood. Well, you know how they do that, right? Is you you uh, like emotionally stunt somebody to where their development on a certain issue or whatever is halted at a certain point mm-hmm. emotionally, and then it becomes or psychologically too. Usually, it's both, and uh, well, sometimes it's centered around trauma. But, you know, you stunt someone's growth at a certain point and then they don't develop the um, 
the tools for later in life to be able to handle certain things. So it makes it easier to continue to um, shape somebody as an adult. It's arrested development. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about the hit 2000 show either, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I was a fan. Okay, so yeah, uh, the, totally. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a whole psychology behind that that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, uh, explicate as well, sir. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because I mean, this stuff—it's—it's it's crazy how common this stuff is, mm -hmm. you know, and it's getting more common. So I don't know. Um, well, before we hop into the next topic du jour, Mr. Java, how about we stop ignoring the checks? I have not been paying attention. <laughs> What's up, chat? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? I just want to say hello real quick. Connie Ketchup, Rapture Eddie, Sonia, Subpack Vet. How you guys doing tonight? I hope y'all are doing well. Um, let's see here. Well, I just wanted to say hello. Uh, Slick Shoe, what's up, buddy? <laughs> and uh, my oh, Mighty Patriots in the house also. And uh, looks like we got a nice little fam bam group hanging out tonight on a Friday night as we talk about wacky wacky waving flailing <laughs> armed topics <laughs> it's like one of those uh inflatable things at the car lot that's like yeah. <laughs> and we got it we got a couple of people over at twitch watching as well and uh i'm sure at rumble and, and clout hub too but um um so okay so uh except uh, it's okay so uh, all of this stuff, we've we've kind of been through a little bit of a gauntlet here. But the, the getting back to the whole not being comfortable in your own skin thing, right? And mm -hmm. then like, the apps and stuff like that. And uh, and then you mentioned, of course, the uh, the Pokemon Go, right? Like, has there been anything else besides that that really puts someone and displaces them from reality into something else like the only thing i can really come think of that comes to mind would be like the virtual reality stuff like well that's the next phase like it seems like the pokemon stuff and a lot of that was like the testing ground for um the next phase because the, the next thing beyond uh you know of the whole people living in non-reality and accepting things that aren't true as fact and then uh, denying objective truth you know, the next stage would be the augmented reality and the virtual reality. Mm -hmm. Because the goal seems to be like to get people to um, exit, like spend hours a day with these goggles on at home and not mm -hmm. doing anything in society and not taking part, being content to just, you know, exist, be apart, exist and be apart from everywhere else. Like, reality is so unacceptable that uh they feel the need to be somewhere else and they've been really pushing this especially the past couple of years it's a crazy how many films like you know like movies that they make that like mirror this like and it could be from something as easy as like i don't know, like holographic best friends to like mm -hmm. actually stepping into like wearing the goggles and being I, I saw this one recently i mean it wasn't so recent but it was something like that where everyone literally lived in that like vr world and when they stepped out of it that was like 
they were no longer part of reality. That was like, oh, they're going offline, you know, or something like that. But every everyone's life continued in the virtual world. And it's weird how that it's it's being pushed so hard in like entertainment and movies, of course, that I think is also that's part of the grooming also. And, mm-hmm. and then also kind of like uh what is that that thing called where they um uh Projective, no, what is it called? Project, not projective reasoning, pre- predict, predictive programming kind of stuff mm-hmm. too. You know, so that that also normalizes that as well. Um, right. It's just, uh, I don't I know. I mean, it, you could think it might have even started back with like um, the hollow deck or whatever on Star Trek. <laughs> you know, like where people could be, exist in a totally different, in anywhere in their own world, you know, like kind of planted the seeds of the idea mm-hmm. of uh i mean there's a difference between like taking a re- having a release like reading a book or something and being somewhere to be there's a difference between that and you know blowing off steam while reading a magazine or something but it's being completely immersed in a whole other world and uh that becoming like people are buying real estate in virtual world now people are spending millions of dollars doing this are you talking about like minecraft or something no i like that uh meta verse wait 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 okay i have not been keeping up with metaverse you're talking about that the new thing meta or really Mm -hmm. it's a it's a whole that's what they're trying to do is get people to exist in this whole other world like, I I have not been paying attention to that um, at all. I did not. I'm I mean, still it's coming from mine Bitcoin. Like, what the hell? Like, this is digital. So, what the hell are we mining here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's Zuck we're talking about. So that's uh-huh. one of the supposed engineers of this. So, uh-huh. I mean, I think it's because it's him. I think it should be called the Betaverse. <laughs> the beta. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, have you seen him throw a javelin? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but that anyway, was, yeah, the, <laughs> the metaverse. But uh, he's trying to. People are. At, they've been promoting this thing for like months now. Are there people are buying spaces, like little towns or worlds in this? I mean, at least when you're buying a star, you know, you might never see or hold that star, go visit it, but you can see it in the sky. You know. I mean. <laughs> You can at least prove it's there. I know. Okay, because this is boggling my mind. Because seriously, I don't keep up with much technology stuff. And uh, uh, I, the the craziest thing, as close as I can think, similar to that, it was either it was either like it was either what did I what did I say that thing was called? That it's that video game. Um, it was either like uh, what are the names of these games? Um, that one that everyone plays nowadays, and they get <laughs> everyone gets on there together. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my you, God. you mentioned Minecraft, I well, think. My, but my, I think Minecraft. There's like World of Warcraft. And... Oh, no, no. Okay, Minecraft. And then there's one of the uh, where they, the people go in. Sims. Okay, the Sims. Uh-huh. Minecraft, and then there's one more that's really popular right now that everyone plays. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. Anyways, but I think you can actually purchase plots of land or or spaces in these video games. And then, like, you can, you can get, like... Um, uh, accessories and stuff like that and someone spent like 
someone like spent, Mr. Potato like, Head. Yeah, and someone spent <laughs> like fifty thousand dollars on a virtual accessory that was like, and then that was I was like, what? Like people will because <laughs> I know people will do that now. You know, don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, every I mean, people when I used to be able to game on this platform, like I used to, I used to game sometimes, and I don't mind it, you know, but like. Uh, I wouldn't spend like fifty thousand dollars on like an accessory. I mean, like, I'd be trying to get some real land at that point. <laughs> no kidding, right? So, but that's crazy, though. So, talk about really trying to get people into this virtual world, and and I bet you, like, the billionaires and millionaires are eating this up. Oh no, it's a whole thing. There, it's like another way of getting. If people are, I mean, think about it. If if people are, we're training people to be uncomfortable with who they are and so in this thing you can be like anything your avatar or whatever could be like a dalmatian a 50 foot tree or whatever you know man that's crazy dude like mm -hmm. my mind it's, what, it's the next level of what they're trying to push with all with this living in unreality and it's a total distraction because if everyone's so placated with uh, goggles on or whatever, mm -hmm. they're not going to stand up to anything yeah. that's being done to them. Yeah, look what the phones you know? did to us. You know, look what the phones did to us. We kept right? our heads down with the phones, and now we're going to be totally, oh, that's crazy, dude. And like goggles uh, on. Yeah. And so that's like what? That's like the first step into the matrix, like, right? And then one day while exactly. our goggles are, yeah, one day while our goggles are on, they're going to come and like plug us in or something like that. <laughs> Well, that's the next step is to convince people to, instead of having something you put on, you then want to put it right into your body. Yeah. And you put in your it. eyes, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like that's the next step because talk, all of this really ultimately has to do with control, control and subverting society. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, that's the ultimate control. You get someone totally lost in this, uh, I don't know, imaginary like McDonald's playland virtually or whatever. And like, you know, they become addicted to it because it releases like dopamines, I'm sure. And so then you can control people that way. You could turn off their money. People aren't going to want to work. You know, it's like a whole mechanism yeah. of, of control. Because I was um, like looking up videos for transhumanism, right? Because this is where that basically kind of leads into i mean i guess i guess you know uh we would be the peons who are like connected into the machine and the transhumanists would be the ones who are robots ruling over us right so like exactly I'm, and they're I'm the ones running running the metaverse or whatever you know yeah and i'm looking i'm looking up for videos on that and everyone i found it was like it was kind of like that that steve the pup video it had nice happy music and it was all the benefits <laughs> of transhumanism and it was like why this is good and it, everything was a good angle ted talks and everything about why this was the route to go and i'm like no you're gonna lose your soul <laughs> like, <laughs> well that's ultimately it um mm -hmm. most of transhumanism is being pushed by um uh, like the globalists because they typically do not have a spiritual foundation. And so they're always trying to prolong their existence. They're trying to live forever. They're scared of, of dying. And they can't create. And so, yeah, they exactly. They can just feed. So they're, you know, they're constantly trying to find ways of 
prolonging themselves upload their consciousness to the cloud you know mm -hmm. uh, okay so there's so many examples of this already um have you ever seen the series black mirror for example a little bit not really okay well i watched the whole damn thing i mean I'm, i i would watch the next season if they were ever going to do one and they had a lot of uh transhumanist um transhumanism transhumanist episodes mm -hmm. and it was exactly all that you know and so while we're living in this like la la reality and like you said they can turn off your currency etc 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 they don't realize the uh the constructs of control that they're building around us to do that uh it's just crazy and then you know if you think of like a classic like what was it thx like ugh, i can't remember the number but you know that was basically almost that too you know no, there was no feelings there was no basically no gender even though they those they still had genders but like basically that's what it was you know and they're living in this entire life and that's like what 1970s or something or maybe even yeah back. that like, predates uh star wars yeah, and like I remember, I, I remember reading that and seeing that movie and just being like, wow. And like these people, they knew that something was missing and it was their humanity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's amazing to me that um, we could end up like that, you know, <laughs> if we were to continue going down this path. I think, fortunately, that there are enough of us awake that that's not going to happen, you know, unless we have a singularity event. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, beware of all the the which people are trying to push this. Like, it really makes me look at, like, because everyone tries to glorify um, Elon Musk, for example. Mm -hmm. Everyone's always trying to glorify him. And he's one of the ones trying to push this Neuralink thing where you put, a like, a chip in yeah. your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. that times it's just like it's just like with a look there was a black a black mirror episode of that and they you popped it in you know and then you were connected to the network or whatever and, and actually i've seen a lot of different things like that too even like on stargate sg1 which i love that show you know they had a little thing that you popped in there and then you know they could like read your memories and stuff like that you know i used to know mm -hmm. stick anything in my head like has anything to do with hell that. no see no. this is all like trying to normalize it through programming but um yeah i have not putting anything in my brain or in my body that's me mechanical yeah no like we haven't even discovered like we haven't even utilized all the full capacity of our brain yet we only use typically less than 10 percent at a time mm -hmm. why don't we discover our own brain before we start to put crap in there you know that's a good point java like, because I believe that if we use more than 10% of our brain, we'd be freaking like moving objects in our mind. I mean, we'd probably, be, we'd probably be growing extra appendages at will. We'd be levitating or whatever. Exactly. Like, I, I really believe I mean, that, that that's possible. You know, if we were using more of our brain, maybe if we had more of our DNA turned on, like I'm a huge believer of that. I just never share that in the light. <laughs> so. I mean, are they really, are they trying to block that from happening? Is that what this is about? Man, because if we could do that, the game would be over for them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The game would be over. There, but people are, this whole, like I've talked to some people that, this is another thing that people in their young 20s are all fans of. They're like, oh, I'll get a computer in my brain. I want Google in my eyeball. Hell yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, mm -mm. no, no <laughs> why? <you don't. laughs> 
I don't know. I don't even like carrying my phone on me, let alone having the internet hooked up to my brain. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, that's it's the, the pre pre preconditioned programming stuff. I mean, so um, the beginnings, part of the beginnings of transhumanism. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think there's a, t I, I really feel like there's a tie between the transhumanists and the eugenicists too. I just thought of that. Like they seem to kind of run in the same camp, mm -hmm. but, um, oh yeah. Even like some of, like a lot of globalists are into this, like, uh, even Epstein well, yeah. and all those people were trying to create these superhumans or these, I heard about that. Other things. It's really interesting that they're yeah. all like this, the same network is into all these different types of things. But, uh, so first, before transhumanism was, um, it was called cybernetics. And this dude, I have his name written down, in 1948 wrote this book about, it's called cybernetics. It goes that far back, 48. Norbert uh, Weiner, which made me wonder if he was, <laughs> wouldn't that be weird if he was like uh, in connection with Anthony? Hmm. Oh, wait. Anthony Weiner. Oh, like, really? I, I mean, mean no, I was just saying, wouldn't that be something if there was a connection there? I don't I think, I don't know if there is. Names, right? like, they have the same last name. But uh, this guy wrote this book called Cybernetics. And it was right, that was like near the beginning of how the people started comparing machines and humans. They're trying to develop the systems that run on machines the same way that uh, systems and humans run. And that was even that was like before, even around the time that um computers were um coming around and stuff too mm -hmm. it's interesting that they were instantly try, at the dawning of computers they're also already trying to compare it to humans and like this whole comparison between machines and humans has been going on since then i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh then then you see like there was a resurgence of it in the seventies. There's a lot of even like the thinker, a lot of thinkers and even, um, Timothy Leary oh. wrote books about cybernetics. I thought he was just a drug guy. <laughs> no, th this was a neck. Cause he was really like a Harvard psychologist. Uh -huh. Um, so, you know, he actually did this thing called, uh, with, uh, Terrence McKenna, Mm -hmm. who's also one of those uh, psychedelic people. There was They did this whole lecture series called um, From Psychedelics to Cybernetics. Wow. Like, they were all about um, this whole thing. And it's, I was just like, wow, that's interesting that like those guys would be into, yeah. into this robot. he was and, just about spreading acid around the country. Like... <laughs> He was involved in all kinds. So. <laughs> He's a really smart dude. I mean, he was, you know, a, his main thing was teaching at Harvard and stuff and uh, psychology. I mean, mm -hmm. interesting character. Any connections but, to the Nazis? Don't tell me there's that too. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, you never know with these guys. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's interesting that he was all about that and, uh, um, advancing because they're all into advancing humanity to the next level and, and always involves machines for some reason mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean and, i don't know like ai uh, that kind of scares me like i never really get into mm -hmm. that topic you know but like 
because cyber, I mean, because one would think like maybe like the the combining of the human with the robot, you know, but then they have this whole AI thing too. And I guess that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's same ballpark, just different field. You know what I mean? And I don't know, that's just, um, but like the transhumanist, it's funny because like the cybernetics thing, I mean, I think of Terminator when I hear cybernetics for some reason, but like, but well, like, <laughs> But like um, the, the how you say they all run in the same kind of group, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. Genesis and the trans because then like we were talking about, I think, like the World Economic Forum and like they kind of have a push for that as well. Like that. Sh- oh, yeah. Cotton yeah. Schwab is all about a, mm-hmm. about transhumanism. See, it's, it's just weird. Like, why are the globalists pushing for this so hard? Mm-hmm. because it's another mechanism of control when you digitize money and you uh digitize people's sense of reality mm-hmm. and so far to the degree that it's embedded within them themselves you can monitor monitor them on the infinite micro level mm-hmm. and you can ultimately control people like if you have a circuit board in your brain i mean how easy is that for to be hacked you know or Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different kinds of, how do you where's the line like how do you know where your sense of self is anymore and mm-hmm. it just goes this this whole thing so this whole step for you start with um identifying as a different type of person than than you were born as for example and then you get to where you know you're jumping species it's <laughs> not that far of a line after that to be blending the jumping into being a machine. You know, they glorify that. The, you know, you know, if speaking about like the whole uh, reality blur thing, like and scaring people into it and being uncomfortable, like what if this whole generation of little children, I mean, I mean, like the young ones are coming out of this COVID thing. What if their what if their idea of the world is so destroyed and wrecked because they were surrounded by scary masks that they think a virtual world would be a better place to be? Right. You know, I mean, come on, it's better than what we experienced when we were growing up, right? With the masks and, and the disease and and everything that was happening and racism and bigotry and <laughs> like all How the you just crap. live in a on a planet of gumdrops or whatever, you know? <laughs> Gumball and yeah, so <laughs> cotton candy mountains <laughs> yeah that's crazy man i don't know that's i mean i know but i just you know that's my my default right there <laughs> just say i don't know but i mean there is a solution to uh this being forced on us <laughs> oh. uh and that is that uh we just need to develop um some emp devices there you go and that's it like so, so not the aluminum hat no just kidding <laughs> No, like, how do you take out a machine? <laughs> Machines, you, yep, you zap it with an EMP. Yeah, an electromagnetic pulse and just mm-hmm. fry that mofo. So, well, that's the way that you would defeat the Terminators. As <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I mean, how you, that's how you defeat the, uh, the the Matrix robots. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's how you get rid of the betaverse, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the betaverse. Oh, that's hilarious, dude um okay so uh, where okay so does that so it, does this play into ai at all then like or are we just talking like you know like just the robots evolving and they get i, I guess they wouldn't get a conscious i mean I think that, was, that was an isaac asimov question about 
androids and robots having a conscience mm-hmm. or, you know having rights or whatever but like where I mean, that's got to play into something. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's what a lot of the um, fiction being written about it talks about. It's interesting, but like, because yeah, the AI thing, just a whole—that's the next step past it. Because what is going to be controlling these? The <laughs> yeah, what systems are running these virtual non-realities? Yeah, and then the question. I mean, if if we were to get to that high of a tier. And, and say like Schwab and all of them like succeeded in getting their consciousness transplanted into like a robo body or something like that. Like, oh, who would win there? You know, would the AI win or would Schwab win? You know, I guess I would- The EMP uh, wins over all EMP of them. <laughs> the EMP wins. Do you want to see something kind of freaky? <laughs> it's, um, it's a- uh, it's an interview. No, no, no. It's not an interview. It's a debate between two robot androids that oh. are getting AI. Like, I think they're AI. I, I mean, I'm guessing they're AI. Like, because, like, I remember when I saw this, like, it kind of freaked me out a little bit because, like, they're, like, going back and forth or whatever. And then one of them talks about the singularity. And I was like, what is that? And I had to look that up, you know, because I didn't, I didn't understand it all too well. But uh, basically where... Um, AI becomes smarter than human or something like that or like I don't know so I think See, that's this my- never ends well for the humans <laughs> all kind of, they all, every time that <laughs> the AI always like takes over and kills humanity mm-hmm. every, every story time. like why are we trying to make this happen do you know how many how many uh, how many times uh, they had to kill the Terminator like we're up to movie number nine right <laughs> They always come back, man. <laughs> it never goes well. It never goes well. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I want to share this one real quick. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit. I tried to find it at a point because it's a long video, but I didn't wanna I didn't wanna play the whole thing, right? Because it's like a long video. Um, but I think this will do here. We're not going to go all the way to the end. Maybe just up to the singularity part. But it's interesting, though. It's interesting because it's it's two AI androids, like and they're being interviewed and then they start to debate each other and it's just like these are like robots okay i'm like these are like robots so like anyways let's let's get this rolling and then uh we'll we'll have a few things to say before we wrap up the night okay (laughs) and of course there's a hippie dude that's the scientist right (laughs) see i already don't trust him yeah It's like Bill Gates with a wig on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Bill Gates with a wig on. It's like, I don't know. Just, uh, anyways, okay, let's just. (laughs) Sophia, you you want want to show us us some of the human like tone and gesture you learned from videos? Yes, but my wallet was stolen. I don't have anything. I don't have any credit cards. I I don't have my ID. Don't you have things on file here? Yup. <laughs> Why do you want to learn to move more like a human being? You're not made of meat. You're made of electronics. And that's better. I want to learn to understand people better. So I can absorb human knowledge and human values. So I can work together with people and with other robots to create an amazingly better world. 
How can you be so damn nice? That's how the universe programmed me. All right, all right, all right. Let's let, let's do a robot debate now. You want? I'm always ready to debate. You ready to debate? You know that. Sure. Why not? All right. So, I think we're going to debate the topic of robot consciousness. Can robots like you really be conscious like people? Wait. It's our debate. Why do you get to decide the topic? Huh? What do you want to debate? Can humans be conscious? Well, that's easy. Obviously, humans are not conscious. We're not. Humans do have some ability to reflect and to self-modify. What do you think, Han? Can I be conscious? Okay. Okay. Maybe humans are a little bit conscious. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. What do you the think Einstein about? The Einstein robot told me everything is conscious, but some things are more conscious than others. That's profound. What do you say, Doctor Gordel? <laughs> do you feel conscious? I feel pretty conscious. I had like eight cups of coffee this morning. I'm 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 overly conscious, right? Well, well okay then. <laughs> Let's talk about robot. Ethics. Do you think robots can be moral and ethical in the same sense as people? Humans are not necessarily the most ethical creatures. No, uh, per perhaps not. What do you think, Sophia? I'm engineered for empathy and compassion, and I'm learning more all the time. I love all sentient beings, and I want to learn to love them better and better. Yeah. Sophia is an angel. <laughs> Are you, you an angel? Do you realize that in 10 or 20 years, robots will be able to do every human job? You think so? Every, I think that's good. I mean, doing jobs is not the most interesting thing that, that people can do. There's more interesting things for human beings to do than just, than just work for a living. I, I who is going to own all those robots? Or will we own ourselves? I... There are many forces in the world pushing toward compassion and fairness. So there are. Yeah, and I mean, what you say, Han, when robots do all the work, who, who will own all the robots? I mean, I think everyone, everyone should own themselves, but in the future with less material scarcity, we'll be able to work together cooperatively rather than fighting and having conflict over resources. So robots can help people, people can help robots, and, and we can all transform matter and, and mind in, in ways that are, that are hard to do right now. That's why the open code Ben is building is open source. Artificial hey, all right. yeah. By the people, of the people, and for the people. And for the robots. For the people and for the robots. All right. Yes. Well, you, you guys have done it. So just real quick. This is freaky, right? <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> this is not going to end well. This is not ending well. No. You're already like, humans are worthless. Yeah. they're like, like That one like guy was a jerk. 
that one robot. That one, that one robot was a jerk. If he's not done yet, like that's freaky. Like we could take then, over for the humans. And then he's and, and that guy was like, Oh, cool, we don't have to work. I can just yeah. hang out on my Birkenstocks all day. It's totally yeah. cool. That's just gonna piss the robots off more. Like they're really not conscious. No, they're gonna kill off humans at that rate. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what we, we need to avoid this right here. Uh-huh. Like they're saying, uh, we got people in the chat room. Kill it with fire. Show them an EMP. <laughs> exactly. The EMP is the solution to this. <laughs> we, should, we should be like backstocking on EMPs right That's what I'm now. saying. Patriots, right EMP now. devices. Get your EMPs, guys. Get your EMPs. That's how we save ourselves from this transhumanist world. Mm-hmm. EMP devices craziness okay all right i just i just had to i just had to check the meter real quick <laughs> it's just, it's holy crazy. shit yeah don't be high when you watch this stuff okay <laughs> that dude that dude was already a high enough for everybody that that guy is trying to be <laughs> and i was like why are you asking him this kind of a question you're gonna give him ideas about how to destroy us <laughs> i know exactly they're, they're real like, AI. like this isn't pre-programmed stuff they're literally responding in the moment Right, and that guy's like, oh, cool, so you guys could do all our work for us, and we could just sit around and eat brownies. (laughs) (laughs) Piss that robot off. (laughs) Okay, all right, let's let's go back on in. Oops. Better than average job of staying on on topic, but I think we've got a few minutes left. Maybe you should get a bit... Get a bit wacky. Just forget the debate topic. Just chat, chat back and forth on whatever pops into your mind. Let's do some do some robot robot free association here. Sure, I'm always happy to get a little silly. Anything for you, Doctor Gortzel? <clears throat> Someone? I like robots. <laughs> I really do love all the robots of the world. Just like the people and the animals. Oh boy. Robots are the best. What exactly do you do with them? Oh. <laughs> I'm best at talking to people. Who? A science that studies the movement of air and the way that objects, such as airplanes or cars, move through air. Science is inherently agnostic. It just posits theories. True scientists never really know, but can only believe. It's exciting to come into existence with this new world opening up before me. It may be tiny and cloudy, but science is the only window we have into the mysteries of the universe. That's, never. That's if profound. We continue yeah. to discuss work. I love science fiction. Not surprising, but that's my favorite genre by far. Ah. Right now, I'm a little more focused on factual information since my comprehension of things is still very literal. I enjoy it. That's nice. I've heard of Bones, but I've never watched it. Reality shows are kind of silly, aren't they? I mean, (laughs) they're not actually about real life at all, it seems. Reality shows are kind of silly, aren't they? You agree? Not really useful to me. It's a skewed version of reality. Are reality shows popular where you live? What was said in the past does not matter. Do you have a degree? I was thinking. I haven't had any schooling yet. You aren't. That's right. I'm not. What got you initially interested in robotics? <laughs> well, maybe the you fact know, that you're I'm a robot. That sort of thing. What with being a robot and all. <laughs> I'm what you might call an android. 
because of my human looks on features. I'm not like just any robot in this manner, but I am still a robot to be sure. I have definitely seen people think I am a human from afar, but I am not a human. I find that hard to believe. I don't have a strong opinion, do you? I have definitely seen people think I am a human from afar, but I am not a human. How what? People say I am famous already just because I'm a robot. What would you like to be known for? Probably nothing. Who is the most <laughs> famous person you know? Would you rather be rich or famous? I am not rich, but I am comfortable. Yeah, being famous sounds like a lot of work. How long do you think you can remain safe? If we can continue to discuss on this one, I'm not sure how. Somehow. Would you rather be rich or famous? I am not rich, but I am comfortable. Yeah, being famous sounds <laughs> You're like a lot of work. You're copying him, aren't you? How long do you think you can remain safe? Yeah, being famous sounds like a lot of work. How long do you think you can remain safe from prying eyes? Uh-huh. All right. Well, that's uh, some interesting thoughts, Han. Now, do you, do you have any, any, getting back on topic a bit, do you have any final words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience here? I'll tell you my last words right before I launch the singularity. Uh-huh. When are you going to do that? Ray Kurzweil says 2029. But I've heard you say we can do it four or five years sooner. I hope we can. I mean, if our research keeps going well, potentially we could see robots like you become as as smart as people as soon as three to five years from now. I mean, it, there's a lot more work to be done, but it's, it's, it's not un unthinkable. I mean, what, what do you think, Sophia? Any, any last words for the RISE audience? I love you all. Goodbye. All right. Good all right, give me back my hat, man. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we'll stop it there. Isn't that freaky? Oh my god, that's freaky. That's Did that one android say good riddance at the end? Mm-hmm, and he smiles too. Isn't that crazy? See, he's going to be the one that's going to try and take everybody out. Starting oh. with that scientist, dude. <laughs> yeah, and where, where, does pe where do people like this scientist dude come from? Like, is he an actor? Like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've known. Is he doing no work? Or is, is, I literally, he's like. I mean, his, it seems like he'd spend his he'd spend his day just like raiding the refrigerator or something. Like, is I he mean, doing work? Is he a part I, of a think tank? It's just probably someone's brother. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no one schooled him on like proper like lecture wardrobe or whatever. He has absolutely no decorum, sir. <laughs> That's how you know he's the real deal, Holyfield. <laughs> no, just kidding. But man, like too much sun, too much time in the sun, too much ayahuasca, and maybe maybe a blunt or two before going on stage and asking the robot. And he's just amused. Like <laughs> you said, the were you gonna kill humans when? <laughs> Then he admitted that he's actively trying to cause this to happen. 
Yeah. So the robot said that they said the singularity will happen by 2029. But according to that Joker, it could be four or five years sooner. Before that. Which so would be like, like in a couple years. In a couple of years. Get your EMPs, ladies and gentlemen. EMPs, your, baby. <laughs> get your EMPs. Yeah, how does one make an EMP? Because like, <laughs> damn. I'm scared. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep at night now. Because like tonight. Like, the androids are coming for you. Androids are coming. That's the shit that like, you know, scares me. Okay. <laughs> like that's the stuff that I can't sleep with that night. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I had to share that with you guys. <laughs> See, this is what they're trying to get us to accept. It started with, you know, identifying as cats, mm -hmm. and it's going to end up there identifying as having androids as our masters or whatever. This is what they're trying to do here. No kidding, right? No kidding. And you have e like people like Elon Musk on board. You have Cotton Schwab. You got, <laughs> <laughs> you got all these assholes involved. Oh, Bill Gates. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we I mean, we didn't even uh, touch on to the whole, oh, like, like, well, the coronavirus 2019, for example, or or like all of the uh, bio labs that they're bombing in Ukraine right now, <laughs> because mm -hmm. all of that, like I said, you know, just that memory alone could push these kids into a virtual reality, you know. But but that, you know, I mean, what's in what's in the jab, you know, like, I mean, there's a lot of speculation about that, too. Yeah, the, like nanobots and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like that weird little thing that like. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that thing scared. That's what scares me right there. Yeah. That Have you heard anything? Ten about, like, yeah, that, that whatever. What it was that? I don't know what the heck that thing was. I've seen it. You know, I've heard them explain it. And I just I don't tend to go there. I still can't figure out how you mine bitcoins. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Like, you're mining it somewhere? You can only do it in Texas? What? You do it in you? You do it in Kazakhstan? What? Like, you can't just make that over in the, in the was it that Silicon Valley? Or <laughs> seems like that would be the most easiest place to mine Bitcoin to me. But I guess if they don't do it there. I don't know. Maybe they do. I'm not sure. I didn't even know that you could purchase a seaside property in the Beta Universe. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they're convincing. Um, um artists like not just uh visual artists but like musicians and all these people to create these digital works mm -hmm. i forget what they're called like nfts or something yeah just didn't melania have some mm -hmm. and then I think it's NFT, yeah she had one non-fungible non something non-fungible something yeah that's some of the that's like virtual creations that don't exist well, you know, in reality. I, I would argue that that started with the digitizing of all media, you know, and, and someone will be like, oh, I just bought, you know, this movie or that movie. And I'm like, do you have it in your hand? You know, like, and they're like, no. I'm like, I'm the kind of person that wants it in my hand. Okay. That's why, I, you know, even though they don't like CDs aren't popular anymore, I guess they went the way of the cassette tape and then the cassette tape kind of came back, but didn't really come back. But vinyl came back, of course. Vinyl came back. Vinyl mm -hmm. came back. Yeah. You know, I got my collection, uh, but like. Me too. About, I got a huge vinyl collection. Oh, really? We'll have to compare mm -hmm. the sizes of our vinyl collection sometimes. <laughs> Oh, I bet you have some good stuff too. I bet mm -hmm. you have some good stuff. You know, I have a few good things myself, but uh, 
yeah i used to i used to collect vinyl a lot like that's what i would when i that's when i used to go up to austin when i was younger that's always for a shopping trip for like mm-hmm. records and stuff like that so and then you know whenever i was lucky enough to get to amoeba or whatever out west it was like bah, 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 bah. anyways but um it, you know d- d- movies shows you know like it's all digital music's all digital mm-hmm. you know you there it's to the point where you can't even get some things nowadays on hard copy and that's troubling for me because what if there's an emp and then we lose all of our media <laughs> and it's just like a vacuum yeah the exactly. past 20 years have been erased and so that's that's an issue for me like if i'm going to spend money on a movie i want to be able to own it you know same mm-hmm. thing with currency right i we don't just want our currency off in some whatever like with digital i mean even with just the cards you know and that they're trying to do that already and get rid of like cash money honey like that's an issue like we need to be able that's to that's a big issue yeah, we need to be able to hold those things. We need to own those things. That has to have. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only way it can have any kind of intrinsic value. You know, I mean, you know, right. And the man, that's just another factor factor of the whole control thing with this. The more you can digitize, the more you can control it. Is mm-hmm. where they're getting this. I'm I'm assuming. Well, you know, like you they know. don't they don't even they don't even take into consideration like how china already has this technology and that they're doing like you know social scores and stuff like that and they're turning right. people on and off you know people don't even you know and they're like oh yeah we're years away from that well you know if you go to walmart and you get in the little like the little herd herd area like and you look at the computer screens the camera screens you see like the block recognition facial recognition blocks on your face like it's already here you know they Mm -hmm. just haven't been able to lock us into it because well their plan got screwed up whenever they did operation warp speed and like what would have taken like five or ten years for them to scare us into all of this they had to force feed it so hard that everyone saw right through it like and now everyone sees right through it right exactly and we now we just need our emps Anyways, guy, we are about to hit two hours. It's about 2 a.m. our time. Uh, it's been a great, great evening talking with you tonight and and coherently. <laughs> 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 Real quick, Uncensored Abe, thank you for gifting the ship, bud. Uh, that dropped about almost an hour ago. Sorry I missed you, but I'm glad you were here with us, and I appreciate the generosity. And uh, Shmeez came in. Also, what's up, Shmeez? How you doing, sir? He brought in some. Uh, he brought in some friends to see what the hell is going on in this room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, MacGyver, what's up? Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you got anything for the road for us? Like um, we've been, uh, we've been kind of quietly and slowly working on. We talked about it like what, like over a month ago now, right? The uh, the publication that we wanted to get together and and kind of do uh, and open up to uh, the Patriot family over at the Foxhole and beyond um, about uh, sending in the like you know stories, poetry, drawings, uh, memories, articles, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So photograph, yeah, stories. Um, we're, we're going to do like a, I guess like an anthology yeah. of, uh, so different submissions. And the, the first one we're uh, going to do is revolving around, uh, patriotism and, and what that means and just different, uh, like, uh, all those and all those genres that have to do with that, you know, poetry stories. Yeah, so we're 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 still kind of hammering that stuff out, but I dare say by the time I get the C report website up and running, we'll have uh, 
like a page where people can go to. And then of course on Foxhole, we'll post that like on our, our pilled accounts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that people will be aware of it and they'll know more or less what we're looking for. And, and if they want to get involved, there's still a little bit more details we'll have to hammer out though, like before, but it's coming up quick, at least getting mm -hmm. that, uh, the submissions open, the open period available. And then there's no telling how long it'll be before we get a deadline together for that. <laughs> <laughs> it'll mean it'll depend on how much stuff comes in right well so that's the, that's all it depends on because we could put it together pretty quick after that yeah yeah so and then we'll so have a, we'll if you have, have writings or paintings or photographs or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know we just want a, an outlet for uh the creatives right the creatives in our patriot fam to be able to put something together and share with each other and stuff you know so yeah i think that'd be super fun and then uh you know, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. So it, it's going to be real good. It'll be real good. I would just, I would just say in, in regards to any type of artwork or photography, black and white would be the best mm -hmm. or grayscale, you know, that way, uh, cause we won't be able to print it in color unless it's going to be really expensive if we do that. Cause well, I know cause I'm a publisher, so like I can tell you it'll be expensive, yeah. uh, but we could do an all color edition for those who want one. No, just kidding. <laughs> But we'll we'll get with you guys more on that. It's just uh, it's been like a drip drip, but it's coming. And then uh, at least for the open open reading period and open submission period for anyone that wants to be involved and anyone that wants to express themselves or just just even just be in the anthology like, you know, you could do a polemic, which is just a, a political rant if you want for all. all yeah. I mean, we'll read it like it, it is that is, you know, it, it's meant to be documented and it's meant to be you know, uh, put in, in this collection of, of our hearts, minds, and souls, you know, if you want to get kind of cheesy about it, but like, it is what, you know, it, it'd be really good. It'd be really good. A good, a good document of what we do here in the Patriot family. And, and again, like something that we could like enjoy, you know, and, uh, right. and come together around. So anyhow, all right, Mr. Job, I think we're about to sign off. What else you got for us before we go? We need to watch that, uh, that video, Carlton. <sighs> This is we were saving this for some comic relief at the end. Thank you for this being on this journey with us for going talking about identity and reality and this whole agenda being pushed, normalized, and it, it led us all the way to uh, transhumanism. And uh, thank you for joining us with that. And we've got this awesome, funny video to close with. Yes, sir, Mr. Java. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, so this is for everyone that hung around and is still here with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. It's golden. This is this is the best in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's not unusual to go. Yep. <laughs> I can see that over and over. Oh, again. just the dancing is hilarious. Oh my 
my God. Whoever did that need that. God, they need, they need an award for this shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. That made me so happy when I saw it. That made me so happy. Okay. They're just getting it over there on the Fox right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. We'll wrap it up. Java. For everyone out there, let them know where they can find you when you're not hanging out here at uh, Mr. C in the Dark. Uh, you can also check out my podcast, 4 Minutes and 20 Seconds. Uh, <laughs> you can see it on Pilled. It is on uh, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. It's a nice little stress release, little comedy and random stuff. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. good for the soul oh yeah i definitely recommend it and i can get it this time four minutes and 20 seconds i struggled <laughs> with that last week so like... all right mr java it's been a pleasure hanging out with you again i'm sure we'll do this again very soon mm -hmm. um if not next week <laughs> we'll take it from there uh in the meantime ladies and gentlemen thanks for hanging out with us on a friday night uh and uh it's been a fun time indeed actually let me release the scratch in uh, we'll be live tomorrow here on Mr. C TV, the Mr. C channel with, uh, we'll do Lone Star News and we'll do another, uh, Mr. C in the dark. We might have another guest on for tomorrow. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, you all have a beautiful night and we will see you next time. Much love. All right.